coming up. Too often we get so caught up in only seeing what is visible. Right, right. And we fall to the victim, to the culture. Because the culture puts more emphasis on what's visible. Oh, I gotta look, I gotta make sure I look right. Yeah. I gotta make sure my fit is tight. I gotta make sure my head is, you know, I gotta, I gotta put on this this external appearance because man looks at the parents when God looks at the heart. And the culture says you gotta get this right. You gotta make sure your 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 car is washed and spot and clining and waxed. And even though if it takes you five hours to do it, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Oh, oh, I spent five hours on my car and I didn't even pray for two minutes today? Something is wrong. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Are you aware of the world around you? To gain a genuine understanding of our surroundings, it is essential to view the world through the perspective of God's Word, divert our attention from the distractions that distance us from Him, and lead a life infused with hope. Join Pastor Robert and his wife, Carolyn, as they delve deeper into the book of Joel to uncover these significant truths. Here's the first message in the series, A Call to Truly See, part one. And so on your outline, uh, write this down. What do we know about Joel? What do we know about Joel? The first thing is we know he was a prophet. We know he was a prophet. Acts 2, 16 and 17 says, no, uh, this, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And so and that's Peter talking. So I'm going to pause for a minute. I didn't set this passage up, but this is when on the day of Pentecost and the, the Holy Spirit fell on them and the people started speaking in, speaking in other languages and, uh, and people were, were saying, are these people mad or crazy or drunk? And Peter responds here. He says, no, it's not, nobody's drunk. This is what the prophet Joel spoke about. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then it goes on in verse 17, where he quotes Joel 2.28. And he, it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. So Peter said that. Now, I want to note here that um, this day did not completely fulfill Joel's prophecy mm -hmm. because Joel's prophecy um, spoke about what was happening on the day of Pentecost, but it also looked further into the future than that. And so we'll get the fuller fulfillment later, but we did get a shadow of it on the day of Pentecost yeah. of what Joel said. Mm -hmm. So we know Joel was a prophet. Mm -hmm. The second thing we know is that, write this down, his father's name was Pethuel. His father's name was Pethuel. Joel 1.1 1, 1 says, um, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, 
son of Pethuel. Mm -hmm. Real simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know that's who he is. And pretty much that's about all we know about Joel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you one more thing, which is going to be what his name means. But we don't know a whole lot about Joel. Yeah. And one of the things that we can take away from this um, is that uh, you don't have to be well known right. <laughs> for God to right. use you. Yeah, that's a word right there. All right. Somebody, I know you it. don't have to be well known for God to use you. Now, I know that people knew Joel, knew of Joel in his day. Somebody did. But the scripture doesn't say a whole lot about him to transfer his life and aspects of his life to us. Yeah. He didn't say a whole lot. Joel, who wrote this, didn't say a whole lot to give us indication about him yeah. and his background. In fact, it's, it's difficult for the scholars to, to uh, concretely pin down when he wrote this because he didn't he didn't give the 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 typical markers that helps us um put into it put with the writing into a timeline he didn't provide that yeah but yet he gave us some powerful information in which we're gonna dive into in this series and by the way there were about a dozen other joels mentioned in the bible <laughs> And but we're talking about the prophet Joel, the son of Pethuel. Okay. There were many other Joels in the Bible because it was a popular name, mm -hmm. um, which kind of takes us to the third thing on your paper. His name means Yahweh is God. Yahweh is God. And so you can see why that would be a popular name, right? right. Right. Especially in a in a in a culture that was uh, that was honoring God, mm -hmm. and the the name Joel uh, means Yahweh is God, according to the Lexham Bible Dictionary. It means Yahweh is God. The name is a composite consisting of two two, two consisting of two of the most prominent names of God in the Hebrew Bible. Yahweh and Elohim. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of those two names of, of God. <laughs> and in Hebrew, um, the word is, the, his name is pronounced Yoel, Yoel. Um, again, Yahweh and Elohim is a, a, a combination of those two names of God. <laughs> and as I told you, it was a very common name in the Bible, and there are at least a, about a dozen of them mentioned yeah. who had that name. So jo Joel spoke to us because God spoke to him and told him to give a message to his people. And so Joel did what God told him to do. And one of the things Joel did was he gave a call to truly see. He gave a call to truly see. So it makes us ask the question, write this down. What does it mean to see? 
if Joel is calling the people to see, what does it mean to see? And I want to talk about this beyond the obvious. So obviously, seeing means to perceive with the eyes. But again, I want to go beyond the obvious, though we're going to deal with the obvious of the eyes, but we want to look beyond that because Joel was trying to get the people to see with their eyes and look beyond it. The first thing that it means to see, number um, B1 on your outline, culturally, it means seeing more than what is visible. It means being woke. Y'all heard that term. I know you heard it yeah. in today's culture. It means seeing more than what is visible. Our culture will say, it means being woke. <laughs> so I want to give you some synonyms. I want to deal with the, the visible side, uh, seeing more than the visible first. Some synonyms um, for C from the um, Bible, from dictionary.com. Detect, notice, observe, recognize, regard, realize, understand conceive, ascertain. These are all some synonyms for seeing more than what's visible, right? Yeah. So you can gain understanding, Be you can see something with your eye, but then from seeing it, you see more than just your what you see with your eye. You're getting understanding you're, it's giving you, it's calling you to realize some things, mm -hmm. to conceive or ascertain some things, to detect or mm -hmm. some things, but it's more than what your eye saw. Your eye just saw, you know, a kite in the air, right? Yeah. But from what, looking at the kite, you come to some other conclusions. For example, um, uh, you might conclude, uh, that the wind is blowing to the east, <laughs> for example, mm -hmm. uh, from how just watching the kite blow yeah. or the kite fly or flag fly, right? It gives you more information than just what you see, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't see the wind, that you see the kite blowing, yeah, which yeah. is being impacted by the wind. And this is the uh, the 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 thing about the our our society, our cultural society now, when it talks about being woke. And I want to give you a different a definition from the from the dictionary about woke. Look what it says here. Um, the first definition it gives in, in dictionary.com is you know the past tense of wake. You know, it's the past tense awake. That's the first one. So I'm going to give you the second and the third definition it gives. The second one for woke is having, having or marked by an active awareness of systemic injustices and prejudices, especially those involving the treatment of ethnic, racial, or sexual minorities. And then it gives a, a sentence of how to use it. In light of incidents of police brutality, it is important to stay woke. Stay woke. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
to stay woke. Mm -hmm. And then the third definition it gives is of or relating to a liberal progressive orthodoxy, especially promoting inclusive policies and ideologies that welcome or embrace ethnic, racial, or sexual minorities. So, and I know there's a whole lot more to the I, the concept of being woke. I'm not trying to get too deep into that, into and all also into the political connotations yeah, of it. Yeah. But I want to bring it up because Joe spoke to the people and he gave them a call to see. Mm -hmm. And this is very familiar to us. It ought to be because our culture is calling us to see. Yeah. Our culture is calling us to be woke. Mm -hmm. And we have to be very careful on what the culture calls, calls us to do. Yeah. We need to first be um, listening to and answering the call to what God calls us to do in his word. And the culture calls us to be woke. We are not to just run with the culture. Mm -hmm. We need to see everything from a biblical lens. Yes. No matter how it looks or even sounds. And we're going to see why and shortly here as I talk about this. Mm -hmm. But we can be led astray by the culture. The culture can... Um, disguise itself as being a uh, a encouragement from God when it may not be. And we won't know it unless we look at everything through the lens of scripture, Amen. through the lens of scripture. And so I want to give you a second thing that it means. What does, does it mean to see? And this is from a biblical perspective. The second thing is biblically, it means seeing more than what is visible, just like the cultural one, mm -hmm. but it means and seeing the spiritual. Yes. It's not just being woke, it's seeing the spiritual. And we got many instances in the scripture to show us this truth that we need to see more than what's visible. Mm -hmm. Look what G, you know, and I'm gonna give you an instance here and I wanna set up this passage we're gonna read um, because this passage came about because Jesus had told his disciples to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Mm -hmm. He told them that. Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the cultural leaders of the time. Okay. And they were religious leaders. Mm -hmm. But yet, Jesus instructed his disciples to beware of their leaven. And if you know anything about leaven, it will destroy what it becomes a part of. It will take over whatever it's in. And typically, it's saying bread, it will, it will begin to uh, spread itself throughout the whole loaf of bread, right? Or 
parts of bread or whatever. And he's telling them to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, the cultural religious leaders, and Sadducees. And they thought he was concerned because they didn't bring any bread for their trip and journey. <laughs> and they were talking about, oh man, he's upset because we don't have any bread. And just like the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, there are people in our culture today disguising themselves under religious um, purposes, but giving us something we ought to be beware of. And if we're not careful, we'll get caught. And Jesus was trying to really tell them that they ought not to beware. They ought to beware of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees, but they didn't catch that immediately. Mm -hmm. So they were thinking he was upset because they didn't bring any bread. Yeah. All right. They didn't understand his message when they should have understood his message. And Jesus addressed them here in Matthew, I mean, in Mark 8, 17 and 18. It says, aware of their, aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? So Jesus was saying, you shouldn't even be talking about not having bread based upon what I said. And the only reason you're discussing it is because you don't, you're not seeing. You're not understanding something you ought to be understanding. Right. In fact, Jesus told them that they had, their faith was small because they couldn't, they didn't see it. Yeah. And then the passage reads on, are your hearts hardened? Verse 18, do you have eyes but fail to see hmm. and ears but fail to hear? Yeah. Jesus is making this, this statement to his disciples. Mm -hmm. He says, you guys got eyes, you got physical eyes, but you're not seeing yeah. what's beyond the visible. Mm-hmm. And you're not understanding what I'm telling you and communicating to you. Amen. And this is the same thing that can happen to us. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus told them the reason that they're not seeing what they ought to see is because they got little faith. Hmm. All right. That's why. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is true for us today. If we're walking around, looking at what's going on in our culture. Mm -hmm. And we're not seeing beyond the visible and we, and seeing the spiritual it's because our faith is small. Yeah. And we're not looking through, we don't have on the biblical shades to look through or the biblical lenses or glasses to look through. We're looking through cultural lens and that's keeping us from seeing Amen. what God wants us to see. Amen. Same thing happens to us. Look right here what it says in Hebrews 11.1. 11, 11.1, 1, giving us a definition of faith. Right. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Yeah. 
So I want you to get this because this is important. Mm -hmm. It's important that as God's people, we are able to see beyond what is visible. It is so important. In fact, God says, no man has seen me. (laughs) So none of us have seen God. Mm -hmm. And if we can't look beyond what is visible, we won't see God. And the only reason we can see God is because of faith. Amen. That's right. Because faith allows us to see beyond what's visible. Faith allows us to see what can't be seen, what is not visible. Amen. So it's so important. Mm-hmm. Look what the New Living Translation says for Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Mm-hmm. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Yeah. We cannot see. Yeah. Amen. So we need to look at everything through a biblical lens we need to look at everything through faith everything everything through faith mm-hmm. faith in what god said amen so that we can see beyond the visible we can see beyond the visible amen and joel was calling them to that mm-hmm. look what the, the, the hebrews chapter 11 goes on to say in verse 3 just to accent why we got to be using faith to help us see beyond the visible. Mm-hmm. It says, by faith, we understand, right? Beyond the visible. Yeah. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Mm-hmm. By faith. So, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Yeah. Faith allow us to see that this world was made by God's word and allow us to know and understand that what we see was made by something we can't see (laughs) or someone we can't see. We need to understand that. Mm-hmm. We got to we got to be in the business of seeing what's not visible. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but too often we get so caught up in only seeing what is visible. Right. Right. And we fall to the victim to the culture. Amen. Because the culture puts more emphasis on what's visible. I got to look, I got to make sure I look right. I got to make sure my fit is tight. I got to make sure my head is, you know, I got to, I got to put on this, this external appearance because man looks at the parents when God looks at the heart and the culture says, you got to get this right. You got to make sure your, your, your car is washed and spot and climbing and waxed. And even though if it takes you five hours to do it, you got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, oh, I spent five hours on my car and I didn't even pray for two Uh minutes today Uh something is wrong Uh all right something is wrong man that's right the culture will lead you right there amen amen right there yep getting some preach in the chat there and so we got to look beyond what's visible and Joel is calling them Mm -hmm. to see amen to truly see that's good (laughs) to truly see that's good. So through faith, <laughs> ooh, <we are. laughs> through faith, we are able to truly see. Yes. And those who have faith 
sees and understands that an intelligent designer created everything. That's right. That's that right. this world was created by an intelligent designer, not by what we can see, the science of what we see. No, 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 no. We This world was created by something we can't see. Yeah. You, you can't put a ruler to it. You can't take out a ruler or a measuring tape right. To, right. To, to know what, right. what created this world. You can't, right. you, can't, can't you can't find it. You can't put it, you can't pull out a microscope to know what created this world yeah. because where you can see it. You can't measure it. Amen. Amen. It's immeasurable. Amen. The Bible says God is from eternity past to eternity future. Mm -hmm. He just exists. He just is. And they still trying to find a measuring tape yeah, to measure right. our God when that's it's impossible right. to that's do. Right. Amen. Amen. That's God. And it's because they don't have faith. And Amen. the only reason we understand it is through our faith. Amen. In the fact that's that it. there's an intelligent designer that's it, right who there. made everything. I don't care what your microscope says, your telescope says, your, you know, your examination of that rock <laughs> says, or those bones say, I, I don't care what you say, yeah. I know that everything that was made was made by an intelligent designer. That's right. That's right. So you ain't gonna change my mind on that. Amen. Praise I ain't gonna change my mind. Praise the Lord. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And I want to plead with you today, what's before your eyes? Yeah. Something you may have been overlooking, but it's right in front of you. Just been looking past it. Looking past. It might be a neighbor of yours. You might have a neighbor who's struggling, but you haven't noticed that they're walking with a limp. Because mm. you don't look at them long enough. Yeah. Look at what's before you, what's right before your eyes. Not that deep, it's right there, just look, yeah. notice it. Thank you for listening.